Uh, today we have a movie review of the Netflix movie Always Be My Maybe featuring Ali Wong and Randall Park. I have a brief overview of synopsis of what the movie's about. It's about two childhood sweethearts who have a falling out and don't speak for 15 years, only reconnecting as adults when Sasha, the main lead female, runs into Marcus, the guy, in San Francisco. Although the old sparks are still there, the couple live in different worlds. So it's a very cute little rom-com. Obviously, it's um, being applauded for for its all, mostly all Asian cast. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's a very cute little rom-com that everyone needs in their lives. It's very sweet. Um, that will make you laugh and cry and then cry yeah, some more. Yeah, emotions. Pretty yeah, much. But uh, also hungry. Yeah, very hungry. <laughs> uh, so, Hana, what were your overall thoughts on... Uh, the movie. Yeah, so I thought it was really cute. I personally am not the biggest fan of rom-coms because they can be borderline cheesy, but in recent years, I feel like, especially Netflix, have been really good with um, sort of reinventing rom-coms. You could see that in, you know, um, To All the Boys They Loved Before Mm. and sort of those kind of really new, sort of even Crazy Rich Asians maybe, but I thought it was really cute. It was really funny. kept me laughing the whole time. Um, And I, we can go, we're going to go into this, but it definitely, like, resonated with me a lot with some of the little details and sort of um Asians like um quirks and individualities Mm -hmm. but I thought it was really sweet and it was really refreshing again seeing these two Asian leads who you know I don't want to say are like you know middle-aged but you know are like a little older and it's they still really make it really entertaining and they're both really funny comedian they're like comedians so they're really funny and I thought it was really sweet. I liked it. Again, it made me hungry. It's the main focus um, themes are like food related. So I thought it was very um, creative in that sense. But what about you? What did you think? I am the complete opposite of a person from you (laughs) in this instance. I am such a romantic, like a hopeless romantic. I live for these cheesy, corny rom-coms. I'll just take it all. I think I blame Nicholas Sparks. For setting these false ideals for me. I've watched all the Nicholas Sparks movies. Watched or read all of the books. Um, So I'm a sucker for a rom-com. And just to have representation in a rom-com. And um, be in the Bay Area. Like I have many memories associated with that place. And being relatable with food. And um, um, just the characters internal and external conflicts. I really resonated with that. Um, so out of across the board, five stars for casting, five stars for representation, five stars for just the screenplay. I really enjoyed this rom-com. Uh, but yeah. kind of talking about representation, how do you think the um, how do you think that always be my maybe um, outlined the Asian American experience versus crazy rich Asians outline maybe a more like extravagant, Asian experience in Singapore like uh did you have a preference or what are your thoughts on those two movies yeah it's interesting to draw those movies in um well to preface this I do love both movies I think it's amazing to see some representation I mean long time coming but within like you know a span of a year to see that much in a screen but I love them both differently I think that with 
always be my maybe there's a more relatable sense of like the Asian experience more so because it's taken place more in the states and San Francisco in this case so they have a more better understanding of the Asian American experience what we're currently living in with crazy rich Asians it was more of these this glamorous sort of like glitz um side of this Asian being in but because it was taking place in Singapore, Malaysia, it was a different, it wasn't really capturing the whole American experience. It didn't really go into that. Um, it was definitely more about the um, luxurious side, whereas Always Be My Maybe sort of captured growing up under Asian parents. Um, and sort of, again, it felt more relatable in terms of um, how they acted, what their behavior was like. And um, yeah, it, I... I do, again, love them both equally. I would prefer Always Be My Maybe because it felt more, um, like, realistic in terms of Asian, for me growing up Asian-American. But what about you? How do you compare the two? I definitely, like you, I felt like I had a personal connection with um, Always Be My Maybe because it outlined more of the Asian-American experience. Like, of course, Ali Wong's character, Sasha, is like a woman boss, pretty fierce, very like business and goal oriented. Um, but it was more realistic and like a goal, like attain- obtainable to me than Crazy Rich Asians. Like when I was watching Crazy Rich Asians, I also enjoyed the movie, but I felt removed from it because like, oh, I'm not like a part of the 1% of like the Asia, like in Asia, like the very like rich community, you know? So I felt like the always be my maybe was definitely more down to earth and relatable and with that being said i preferred always be my maybe than crazy rich asians yeah again both movies are great in their own sense i just feel like i think crazy rich asians sort of um captured the side that people probably think asians kind of live in but no that's just the again one percent not all of us live like that unfortunately (laughs) Yeah, so, and also, like, just with both movies, I appreciate, like, Asian men having a lead role, like, especially, like, in America, like, Asian American men rarely get to be the hero in mainstream Hollywood movies, and, like, Asian American women rarely pick the Asian guy in the end, like, if it's between a white guy and an Asian guy, they go with someone not from their race, and even Asian couples uh exist on screen at all and let alone a sex scene like a steamy sensual sex scene that's very like i found that very symbolic in always be my maybe because like we're seen in hollywood as this trope of oh speaking broken english or speaking no english at all or just being very like submissive sexually repressed um so i really enjoyed that representation in always being my maybe i honestly don't think i've seen a scene like so steamy between two asian leads ever actually now that i realize in like an american film or tv show i guess i was like wow like really like whoa this is happening like (laughs) i don't know this is 2019 and it's like it's really real representation and i love that it's like oh mostly asian cast like when Daniel D. Kim was in there. Yeah, that. he was like, he was the <laughs> prick of a fiance. I'm like, that goes to <laughs> India. I'm like, oh my God. Prick, but I mean, still great representation, you know. And the director, like might we add, that she was, she's also Asian from, who grew up in Hawaii. Woot, woot. Like we learned representation there. 
Yeah, and going back to like um, speaking with unaccented English. So all of the characters, for the most part, in the movie, like Marcus's father, Marcus himself, Ali Wong's character Sasha, like they all spoke unaccented English, which. There's so many subversive details in the movie that I appreciated, like with the unaccented English to when it's Ali Wong's nephew's birthday party and she invites Ali Wong, Sasha's birthday or Sasha's nephew's birthday party and she invites Marcus and the subversive detail of the way the kids uh, kick off their shoes before entering the house, which is uh, very much an Asian household norm. And like for us, it's like not even a second thought seeing that it's because it's something we grew up with and it's like just our second nature. But I guess for some people in the West that didn't grow up with that, it's like, oh, like, that's an interesting detail. But for us, it's like, oh, wow, like, I really felt connected, even with those little details. Yeah, I feel like people would kind of, like, gloss over, like, oh, that's kind of weird. But it's so nice seeing that. I think with other films, like, um, what's it called? Like, To All the Boys I Loved Before, there were, like, little details that I thought, oh, like, that's so sweet. That's like, you know, only we can really... Or there was a scene in Crazy Rich Asians where they were making dumplings. And I thought it was really... I just reminded me of me making dumplings back home. It was really sweet. Uh, but, so speaking of food, the aspect of food, food is a really important... Um, really important in Asian culture. And that was seen through the movie. Do you want to get into that? Yeah, I felt like self was... One of the characters in the movies it was such a big driving force well to begin with she the main lead played by Ali Wong she's a chef so obviously food will be a big part but um even from the beginning I was so captured by the first um five minutes not to spoil anything but the main character she was she was making dinner at home she had this um she had spam rice with fruit kake and I I just thought it was so cute because that's sort of like what I ate as a child growing up too I just remember having spam and rice a lot but um, but yeah food definitely plays a big part there was so many Asian dishes that were a part of this there was like kimchi jjigae and there was um, dim sum and all these like really classic it was again made me really hungry but um, it was just such an interesting way to see Asian food I'm no, I don't think I've seen that much Asian food in one film before and it's sort of beautiful seeing all that in one like sort of take and seeing it in a different light too i think people have this sort of like stereotype of like chinese food and like um i don't know like asian food in general so it was interesting seeing it in such a beautiful way and it was i like the development of sasha's character throughout the movie like you know at first like she because she lost touch with Marcus and like um, Marcus's mother was like her second mother and very like influential in her cooking and like she lost that disconnect with food and passion and or food and culture because right like she's making when she's opening the restaurant in San Francisco like she's very like catering like fusion food but she lost like the home cook feel or where the passion is rooted and like even Marcus like when the restaurant is opening um, and like they end up not going to the opening party together Marcus is like oh like you're not you lost your sense of touch you're like catering to the mainstream society because like you're printing your menu on like rice paper and like you know like that kind of stuff so I was like oh like it was interesting to see not to well I'm not going to give it away but like Sasha's development throughout from the beginning to the end also there was like a scene with 
a Keanu Reeves, which, oh, maybe that was a spoiler, but, um, <laughs> but there was, like, a couple scenes where they, where they were at this fancy restaurant, and they had all these, like, typical fancy foods, you know, like, those foods at restaurants where it's, like, served on, a, like, a little t- piece of food with, like, a giant plate? It's, like, aesthetic. And, like, I remember, yeah, for aesthetic, and, like, he was, like, oh, like, I'd rather just have a big plate of, like, Asian food, which is, like, so true, like, why would you, like, um, you know, she was, again, like, catering to that, like, the high elitism of, like, mm-hmm all these like fancy dishes and just talking about marcus like it goes against the his character goes against the model minority myth right like marcus is pursuing a career in the arts with his band that he's like that he's passionate about he um but he also retains like family values and i don't want to give anything away but like marcus in the day helps out with his dad's ac business and then, like, at night, he, like, pursues his passion for music. And so I felt like that encapsulated, like, family values because, like, in Asian culture, food is very important and family is very important. Uh, we sometimes show our love through food, like, providing food on the table, like, literally and figuratively, right? Like, being the providers and, like, making sure our family is well-fed. Um, and that's like how we show our love versus maybe saying it with words, like through actions. So also Marcus's character too, like he, you'll see it um, if you haven't watched the movie yet, but his character, he builds more confidence through his relationship with uh, Sasha. Yeah, and like with the career thing, I like that they don't, none of the Asian characters, even like the girlfriend, was it Jenny? I forgot what her name was. With I, the dreads. I actually loved her. Like she was very she like, was so interesting. yeah, I'm like, so, oh. So not typical of what you expect from an Asian person. Like, she's very like hippie and like hipster and like very like all about spirituality and whatever. She was so cool. Like, I, yeah, she's, I was like, like the type of person friends with. yeah, she was, um, yeah, she was cool. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I love how, like, none of them pursued, like, a STEM field, you know, what would typically, mm. but they all work ha- really hard at the same time. So it was kind of nice seeing that contrast of, like, oh, like, you don't have to, like, pursue, like, a science math field, but also work, you can also work really hard, too. Like, even with um, Sasha's character, it's like, she's in a creative field because she's a cook like she's me or she's not like a chef she's making all of these like recipes and like pairing flavors that's a creative field so like even though she is like a business owner like she's still like a creative it's also badass to see like an asian chef just like basically ruling the world and she was also like the clothes she was wearing that was i know i'm like okay who did the who did the style outfits like even when she went to like marcus's show i'm like wait i want that whole outfit i like the beanie (laughs) again it goes against that sort of model minority even in terms of like how asians dress you know i feel like people have this perception of like asians being like very conservative which is true like but i just love how like the way she presented herself she was so like she it was she definitely like expressed herself a lot through her clothes and her like style choices so it was just awesome seeing like this even though obviously she's a fictional character but sort of like doing her own thing and like living in these luxurious homes and everything and being really successful right so our final thoughts on the movie um hana should our listeners is it worth their time to watch always be my maybe 
For sure. I mean, obviously, if you're not even Asian, it's it's a really sweet rom com. Again, I'm like such a pessimist because I'm like not the biggest fan of rom coms, but I thought it was really like really sweet and definitely like is a feel good movie. Um, and if you're you know Asian, you would definitely a hundred percent relate. I was like, there were some times where I would just like um, randomly burst out with like a yes because I was like, I could totally understand. Even mm-hmm. though they're obviously not Japanese, I was like, it it really just um, especially when you know with the food aspect, I totally, totally relate and totally understand mm-hmm. the, some of the situations. But yeah, what about you? What are your final thoughts? Again, I stand by my personality trait. I'm a romantic. Go watch it. You will laugh, cry, and cry some more. But tears of joy, um, I can assure you that. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, that pretty much closes up the episode. Um, thank you so much for listening. And yeah, go watch Always Be My Maybe if you haven't already. And um, feel free to start a discussion on Instagram or DM us. We'd love to talk more about more like the subversive details and sim- symbolism in the movie. Right. And even though there's been so much success with Asian representation lately with Crazy Rich Asians and this movie, the it's still definitely not enough. I mean, it's a long time coming. It's 2019. It's like this, all this has happened within a year or so. We definitely need more of these please in our lives. Netflix, mm-hmm. if you're listening to us, um, please pump out more of those type of movies because we need them. 